Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about the movie Escaflone, uh, also known as Escaflone, a girl in Gaia. Uh, but before that, we were having a good time uh, just talking about Boruto and Naruto in general. Shocking, I know. But uh, we were just having a good time ha- messing around, having fun, talking about a variety of other things. If you want to catch a part of that water conversation, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast dollar a month will get you access to that bonus content or if you want you can hang out in our discord we usually send a little notice letting y'all know that we're live on youtube streaming and you come hang out with us then um you uh if you want to purchase the movie or any other anime swag that we usually talk about you can check out our affiliate links in the show notes for you uh you can also go to featuredanimepodcast.com it'll take you to to where you can go to contact us and submit episode requests and everything like that. I'd be happy to hear from you. And now on to the me and brotatoes. Escaflona, the movie came out in June, 2000. Uh, the producer for it is Altelier, uh, Musa, the studios for it are Bones and Sunrise. It's an original, and the genres for it are adventure, drama, fantasy, romance, sci-fi, isekai, and mecha. And it ran for about hour, just over an hour and a half, under an hour 40, somewhere within the range. Like hour 30-something minutes long. Hour 37, I think. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Escaflone. Now, Rick, obviously you weren't here uh to talk about Escaflone because you know you were you had family things to take twenty care minutes of. late twenty minutes late you were oh, a lot longer than twenty minutes late <laughs> but um but you had family things to take care of and you know it's yeah that's always more important to me personally um I appreciate that this honestly has entirely no bearing on the series <laughs> at all it is it is a completely rewrite of the original series that was done, like, uh, I want to say seven years prior. Kind of want to say it was done better. I would agree. I would agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. So it hadn't even been seven years, honestly. Uh, the series came out in 96 and the movie came out four years later. Uh, now the reason why I feel like the series was done better is because it was done by bones and sunrise and both are known for great anime and both or uh, Sunrise, if I remember correctly, also worked on the original. Wait, 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 hold on. You think the series was better than the movie? No. I said oh, okay. I said Sunrise has worked on both. I don't okay, think I don't think that the series was better. Okay, no, I just uh, it sounded like you flip flop, I thought, at least in my head. Yeah, I gotcha. I, I may have fumbled my words, which is entirely possible. Um, but no. Bones is known for Honestly, turning out a bunch of great anime, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, they uh, <laughs> yeah. so is Sunrise too, though. But uh, they've also done uh, 
Snow White with the red hair. They've done Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, uh, My Hero Academia, Soul Eater, good Mob Psycho 100. Uh, they've yeah, Bungo really Stray Dogs, Darker Than Black. Kind of so, side side note, real quick. Um, speaking of uh, Bones Cowboy and, and what they've done, do you think, huh? Cowboy Bebop the movie. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Right. Well, okay. So focusing on just Brotherhood and uh, a Full Metal Alchemist, which one do you prefer? What do you mean? Like, which one do you think is better? Personally, I'll I'll, I'll lead with what I think. Um, just so you can get an idea. I can't give you a proper answer. I can't tell you which one's better or not because they're not the same. True. And I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily mean they're not the same genre. It's just the the way they hit are completely different because the, the way things were done. So, um, it's just, I I would honestly have to say that I find the movie of Escaflone to be better than the series. Since that's what Sorry, we're here not, to talk about today, not Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, to be fair, you and I disagree. I liked the uh, like Full Metal Alchemist way better than Escafalone, but fair enough. Yeah, I wasn't talking about Full Metal Alchemist. I'm talking about Escafalone. I'm talking about Escafalone, the movie versus the ah. series, which I find the movie to be better than the series. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I do get sidetracked, as you and all know. Yes, that's all right. We still love you. Uh, so the opening and the, the basics of Escaflone have kind of changed. So you told me instead of her being transported in the world versus like how she was in the series, she's summoned to the world. Uh, Hitomi is actually very depressed. Uh, she only wants to sleep and fade away. Uh, her misery then summons Falcon, who was a protagonist, but not the evil protagonist, the main baddie in the series. He was the main baddie in, in uh, Escaflone. He then uh, summons her to, to the world Gaia, and the people of Gaia think that she's actually the win, wing goddess who can uh, call upon the legendary dragon armor Escaflone. And uh, when on Gaia, Vaughn, he is already the king. And he is already the sole survivor of the White Dragon clan. And he is also in a very depressed, sad state, uh, swearing an oath to get his revenge on the Black Dragon clan that obliterated Van's kingdom. He lives by the sword. And now that the winged goddess has finally uh, come to Gaia, uh, the world's fate is basically at her hand, in her hand. And uh, Escaflone will either lead the world to peace or to total ruin. And that's the basis and foundation for the movie. And it's vastly different from the series, vastly different from the series series. It's like, she's has a love interest on earth. She's wanting to get there. Vaughn goes to earth, ends up going back to guy with her. And they don't think that she's a person from the mystic moon. They don't think she's a goddess. I should say, but it also mm. is in the series, people routinely are summoned and brought to that world. Whereas in the movie, it's not. Correct. <laughs> the thing that I found quite different, <laughs> honestly, who survives? Like, that was, I mean, I even asked you prior to the show, I'm like, bro, did, did I miss something in, in, in integral about the series? 
I mean, we would have talked about it had I been there, but the, 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 the show and the movie are so different. I almost feel it's disingenuous to call them the same name. Well, it's the series is called the visions, the vision of Escaflone. And this one is called Escaflone, a girl in Gaia. So it's okay. They're, okay. They're that's only, better. They're only taking part of that name and running with it. And that's it. Yeah. The only, the only way I can really, no, not the only way. One of the ways that I can describe the difference for those of you who would be unfamiliar would be, um, the, I'm drawing a blank Gundam, the Gundam series. You've got so many different Gundam titles that focus around different. Nope, nope, not that's not it. It'd be the Fate Zero and the Fate Stay Night and the Fate. They all have the same characters, but it's a completely different story. So, yeah, but what I the the that I wouldn't say that's a great comparison because the Fate series in and of itself is really weird and how it's tied and commingled in and of itself. Anyways, true. Well, so the reason I bring that one in is because the the difference between this the fate series the fate the fate shows it's not just the story it's the people and the biggest difference would be animation style in the movie vastly more mature vastly more everything seems more gritty and grimy and in my opinion more appropriate like you're in a wartime grit and and dirt and not everyone's clean and then you've got all these other characters that are brought in that don't necessarily live up to the pure and angelic hype and our main character decides that she can't kill herself today because she just couldn't do it and her friend wants to come in and be like what the hell is this don't write me this and it's like it's not finished I can't give you that just yet I just yeah it's not ready yet I'm like Damn, that's dark. And then well, she gets teleported well, she away. Was, she was saying that beforehand, before mm-hmm. they even, before she, her friend even read it. And then her yeah. friend and her had this continuing conversation and everything like that. It's like, look, just don't do anything dumb or don't do anything without at least telling me first. No, give me the yeah. opportunity to t- actually talk to you first before you have yeah. it. And and her friend even says, you know, I may join you. Yeah, you know, so it, it, alone, it takes a vastly darker turn. And it's a vastly darker anime, darker movie show versus the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the way that they made her seem depressed in here was far more believable. And it, the reason being is she, it, in, in a very, they did a really good job at giving you a visual representation and a, a knowledgeable representation of exactly how depressed she was. In a very short interaction, she you find out that she stopped going to school the, to, to school sometimes. She stopped interacting in her groups. She withdrew completely, and the only interaction she's getting is somebody who just refuses to leave her alone. And, yeah, and it wasn't long drawn out. It wasn't twenty thirty minutes of it. It was short, concise to the point. It's one of those showing you, not telling you things that I love in storytelling. Yeah. You just, you understand far more than the words are conveying. And yeah. it, it is just very well done. It is. And it then, is greatly well done. And one of the other things, one of the other great things about this is, is it's no longer her being a fortune teller like it was in the series. And this one, she is like, she's a normal girl. She's going through her own depressed 
issues. She mm-hmm. has her own problems and trying to figure everything out and she doesn't know anything and she's stumbling along. And, and I feel like her interactions where everyone were more authentic. Absolutely. She, she didn't, she wasn't the solver that she was. She wasn't the person people went to for advice. She was the one, like if you were dropped into a world where you were unfamiliar, you were thrust upon this idea of being amazing. Like her fear in the voice, the voice actors were phenomenal. The fear you, you could hear her when she was trapped in Escaflone initially upon her transportation from, from one to another, she was covered in liquid. She couldn't breathe. She was panicking. And then she was expelled from Escaflone yeah. onto Van. And the, the fear, relief, like everything came through really, really well. Yes. And it, the reason I know it came through really well is I really wasn't paying too much attention because I was like, oh, I've already seen this before. And then that happened. And I went, oh, no, I haven't. I need to pay attention to the movie. I need to actually focus because the story is not bland. It's not a retelling. It, it's I mean, it is a retelling. It's just. It's, it's original. It's an original. Yeah. It it felt original. It didn't feel like it was a cookie cutter. It didn't feel like it was drawing from another story, you know? Yeah. This was in and of itself and it was it was damn good. Yeah, no, it was great, honestly. And the animation style was one of the things I had a problem with the series. The animation style here far superior in my opinion. Vastly oh, yeah. superior. The bigger budget. They you could tell that the people actually cared more, I feel like, in the movie than they did in the series. Everyone was very uniquely drawn. They had the finer details. They actually made some of the beast people look like beast people and oh, yeah. gave them better detail. That. And and just it didn't feel like it was just like kind of thrown together. Yeah. I mean, with the series, you could tell. I realize we're not supposed to talk about the series because we're here. But with the series, you could tell that they were on a time limit. Like, hey, you got to rip this episode out. So, okay, fine. Maybe leave out some of the detail here. The lion looked like a legit lion head. Great, powerful, strong. And the reason I bring him up, his counterpart, not counterpart, but his some of his um, underlings had different animals, but they were drawn with those particular characteristics. Um, I think I saw a goat person in there who was very writhe or like lithe, thin, yeah. um, wiry almost. Yeah, um, they they took the care and details for every single person. And like the mole guy looked like a mole. The lion looked like a lion. Yeah. Everyone was meant to look like a particular beast or animal. And they took the time to actually do it versus the series where they didn't do that. And so... And and I understand, yeah, we're supposed to be talking about the movie and not not the series, but there is just so many vast differences in between the series and the movie. You can't help but compare them, especially if you've seen both of them. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's like they grew up. Yeah, it's like now you're on. You, it was PG rated PG. Now it's you know NC seventeen. You got granted, not at no, no, not not even rated R, but like it's. It's it's grown up. It's matured into something that, honestly, like Chef's Kiss on this one. Um, but in the storytelling, it it was far more concise. And instead of you know good versus evil, you really couldn't tell who exactly was evil because our 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 winged princess or winged goddess, if you will, was just a depressed teenage girl 
<laughs> and our bad guy acted like a depressed teenage girl. <laughs> I mean, he was, unfortunately, he was ruthlessly treated, apparently, to bring him to this everything must die scenario. Well, the thing so is, that's, that's and- the only explanation I can think of. No, so he hated the world because he felt like, and like, and I feel like they took a very good approach towards this, right? So you had Falcon in the series, Vaughn and Falcon were brothers. Well, in this, they're still yeah. brothers. However, instead of them going through a rite of fighting a dragon, they're chosen. the The successor is actually chosen by a priest or a, a fortune teller or a seer. A seer, thank you, and. So his brother, Falcon, was not chosen. Vaughn was chosen. And he feels, because he was the older brother, he had been around a lot longer, he feels like his birthright was stolen from him. And mm-hmm. when it comes to royalty, yeah, I can, I can 100% see that internal struggle, that internal tor- turmoil happening. Because, you know, hey, I, I was born first, I'm older, I'm here, I should be the one that becomes the next king. And instead, he was you know, his birthright as he views it was ripped away. See, and I kind of feel like that's, it's not a, it's not a crock. I feel like it is, but it's not. And here's why I say that in this way, like if he was, if they were born into our world, yeah, birthright is a thing. hundred percent. Everyone knows about it. However, in that world, same thing for, for our world, though. We've also had, like, where rulers and people were ordained by a a god or a priest or a seer mm-hmm. and everything like that. So it's it's the same thing. And people totally, in our world and theirs, it's very, it's very close similarity into how things are or were. Well, the reason why I say that I feel like it shouldn't be, like, his reaction was too much was because in their world, in their tradition the seer was the one to um announce who would take over you know right. who, who the the crown would go to now perhaps he was alone for so long that it was just hey i'm the only one that's going to you know what i mean well yeah he you was can a d- single child for long enough to to get old enough to think that it was his by right which well, is yeah. where i would see where i would see that but the second a second child was born and a boy nonetheless um I figured tradition would go, okay, well, we got to wait to see. I'm going to do my best to be worthy. And then maybe he fell short. No, it doesn't matter. Even at that point, if you're born and you're there long enough and you don't agree with the ways of the world. And if you're like, well, it shouldn't matter Uh, because I've been here longer. You know, people in general are just going to be like, "Eh, I don't agree with this. And then they're going to have a tantrum or a fit. And that's exactly what he did. He showed that he was the rightful heir or, tried showing that he was a rifle heir by completely destroying his homeland and kingdom. Yeah. Now, what I thought was interesting in the movie, somehow dragon people or descendants of dragon whom he was and whom Van is. And for some reason now, well, who's that, that, that crazy person who went on a rampage? What's his name? Uh, Dylan Dow. Dylan Dow. Yeah. Somehow Dylan Dow is now like a branch family of theirs. Who has impure well, dragon blood? Well, they... It's not somehow now. It's, in general, this is how they wrote the story. That's the thing, right? This is not okay. a This is not a direct compar- comparison in between the two. And this isn't a direct correlation to the series. This movie is, in its own right, 
something very okay. different. Fair, fair. So, so in he, this storytelling, Dylan Dow is somehow. It, it, I'm sorry, not somehow. Is a a branch family has polluted dragon blood, but is somehow able to get power from um. Ah, what's the kid's name? Van's brother, the bad guy, Vulcan from Vulcan. Oh. He's somehow able to get bestow power upon others, psychic or otherwise. And I don't quite think they. I think that's just that. a misunderstanding in the terminology that he was saying. Okay. When he said, I'm going to just bestow upon you new power. It had to do with him bestowing upon him armor. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. I like that. I like that better than what I thought. I like that a lot better, actually. So somehow then the dragon people, the dragon clan have psychic abilities or they just learned magic. Do you think like anybody can learn magic? Uh, I just think it's a magic unique to them, much like the wings that they have. Okay. Well, well what kind of threw me for a loop is when Van ended up saving um, the chick. I forget what her name. I'm so bad with names. I'm Hitomi. sorry. Hitomi. When he saves Hitomi by flying down to pick her up, his wings vanish like magic. So I was thinking they don't actually have wings. It's just another form of magic. Well, they grow out and then they dissipate. The feathers just fly everywhere when they happen. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking it was it was like a magic spell of some kind. Well, it's a magic spell that makes them grow wings, then they disappear. I mean, like, it's the same thing at the first one, though. The wings come out, and then they come back. I never really saw how that worked. I, I just assumed that the wings kind of retracted back into their body. Like, they, it was a part of their anatomy that they had to hide. Right. Well, they never like, actually again. showed... They never actually showed the wings disappearing or anything like that in the... In the movie either so you just no, they, see they, feathers they disappearing they show oh. feathers dissipate d- feathers everywhere but they didn't show them disappearing oh i thought they might have anyway um it, that's just a super minor observation that i was thinking about um but the psychic abilities between the dragon kind if you will the dragon humanoids off of the wall yeah so like laser just pew, pew, like like awesomeness i was like that so underutilized and how come van doesn't know so much how come van doesn't know any no he knew it he knew it in the in the movie well not not enough for me to be like you know he's proficient this they they used utilized it but they didn't utilize it in the way you were wanting absolutely not his brother had way more control way more i feel like power well his brother was older and probably utilized more of it utilized more had more True. training. Learned more. Yeah. yeah. Had more training. That makes Which sense. Would then feed into the I should have been the king. <laughs> Fair. That would that would absolutely fall into that that ego, the, the I'm worthy, you're not. I'm better than you. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That that makes I like how that's going. That makes a lot of sense. Um but yeah, it's just straight up the fighting in there, the bloodshed, the the realistic fighting. And what I mean by that is when you have an arm sliced, it, it gets sliced off. The only fighting I really, really didn't understand, the more I think about it, I watched it two or three times, um, were when Escaflone shows up for the second time and actually last time and he fights off the other armor. And uh, it seems like they were really slow. Yeah. I can't tell if it was on purpose or if it was to show that these great movements take inertia and time 
to move these massive bodies. So while it looks slow up close, boom, boom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I would assume that it's the, the latter and not the former. Okay. Because you know, there it is in terms of size, it's math massive. So for us, yeah, it probably seems slow, but it is also meant to convey that these are not tiny things and they are moving. They're moving pretty fast in comparison. Now, one of the things that if I have to say anything negative, Van was very childish, very single-mindedly oh, yeah. focused, and and to the detriment, like I think a protagonist shouldn't be so ignorant. Well, and you know that's I mean? one of the things that they they pointed out to him, pointed out his flaws and his issues and everything like that. And but also at the exact same time, you have to remember like. He literally lost everyone. Just yeah. you know, and he his whole kingdom and everything like that by his brother because he's supposed to be king and his brother wasn't. Now I, I'm gonna draw back to the voice acting. During what I consider to be the climax of the movie, when Van is running towards his brother and he shouts out brother, you know? Yeah. The pain emanating from his brother. When he says, I ha it's been so long since I've heard those words directed at me. It was almost heartbreaking. I say almost because I've never been in a situation I can relate to that. But that just goes to show how well the voice acting was. Because in that moment, even though I don't have anything I can connect to, damn. Yeah. No, it was good. The voice acting was great. The artwork was honestly immaculate. In my personal yeah. humble opinion, uh, the music for it was a lot better too. For it, oh it yeah, was, it was greatly done. I I don't have like too many negative things I can honestly say about it. I do find the the character growth and progression for him a little bit and her honestly for both of them and he told me both to be a little bit too hectic and and spontaneous. Like yeah. it was a little bit of a breakneck speed, so that's something that I honestly didn't, I didn't care for, and like it too much. But it is what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, if anything, I, uh, yeah, this is one of the few that I've come across that I would, I wouldn't just recommend. Like I would probably buy it and be like, hey, you should totally watch this and get back to me. Yep. No, it's a, it's a great. It's a great movie. It's well worth the time. It's well worth the watch. The music is great. The artwork is good. The story is pretty good. It's a lot better in terms of comparison. There weren't a bunch of mechs everywhere and everything like that. And how the mechs yeah. looked, interacted and everything, it made them feel like they were ancient machines, that they were very important, that they were integral for the world and everything like that. They didn't have this like all mystical you know, world where the power of thought spontaneously brings everything into existence yeah. or this and that and blah, 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 blah. You know, it was like, I felt like this was very well done and they paid homage to everyone in the series that was relevant or important. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. With Some the exception that lived, of like the evil emperor. That's the only guy they didn't I don't do think that. the evil emperor would have been any in the series. The evil emperor really didn't do much other than give power to his brother and his brother kind of was like this is what we're doing no 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 i'm talking about the series the emperor didn't have a cameo oh. in the movie <laughs> like he didn't really show up 
He didn't, um, he wasn't, didn't okay. show up at all in the, in the movie. He wasn't there. Non-existent. Every other character was almost was there. Just about. Okay. At least every character from Gaia. The only one to show up from Earth was the, the team manager, her friend. Yeah. yeah it, had, it had a decent ending, too, I feel like. It was appropriate. I don't I don't rightly know everything, obviously, but I liked I liked how Van was at the end. Yeah, it felt, it felt complete. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a solid ending, that is for sure. Although it was a little open, like in terms of interpretation. Oh, big time! Absolutely, it was supposed to be. I feel like mm-hmm. at least so. At the very least, in this in this movie, one storyline has reached its conclusion. Yes. And that that's the only storyline I really cared about in this movie. All right. Yep. Works for me. I I I don't have anything else to really talk about, sir. How about you? Yeah, no, I was I was about to say I think I think I'm good. All right. So on a scale of up to ten, sir, how would you rate this? I'm giving this a solid nine. It would be a ten, except for those minor, minor things. Um, but it's like the highest nine I could give it without being a ten. All right. I I honestly I gotta agree with you on it. I give it a nine. It was a great movie. It's well worth time. It's well worth the watch. If you haven't seen it before, I definitely do recommend. Um, and and in terms of the world building, the art for it, everything honestly is just so much better. Um, uh, so it's nine for me, nine for you. I think that's pretty passable. <laughs> pretty passable, yeah. All right, so next week's choice. It was uh, your choice, and we are going yeah. to watch uh, Tenchi Muyu War on Gemnar, which is a series. Uh, that's all I got. I got nothing else beyond that for it. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, series. A, it's a series. <laughs> I'm going to throw a little bit of extra sauce on this. Tenchi Muyo was a series I grew up with. I, I, I grew Let's up rephrase with. that. This, this is a offshoot of the series that you grew up with. Right. This came out Yes. Many, 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 many years later. That's oh, why absolutely. I have nothing else to say on it. And that's why well, you, Rick, you, Rick, have nothing else to say <laughs> on it today. What I was you going, I got a nothing. little bit. I got a little bit. I got a little bit. What you I was going to say was, so thanks for I grew hanging up out with, with Tenchi Muyo, and this one intrigued me, so I'd like to have you watch it, too. Hopefully, it'll get me to realize why I missed the other one. Right. So that's all the time that we have for today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed uh, this week's choice. If you feel like we got something right, something wrong, did it too much justice, not enough justice or anything like that, feel free to let us know. Uh, All our contact information and everything like that is available to you in our show notes. Uh, If you want to, you know, hang out with us, talk with us or anything like that. uh, We have our discord and we usually do let you know when, when we are going to go live on uh, YouTube in there so that way you can uh, hang out with us while we're actually talking about the show that we're actually talking about and if you want to buy yourself some swanky swag or the movie or anything like that you can check out our affiliate links that we do in, have in the show notes purchasing something using those affiliate links uh, is greatly appreciated we do get a little bit of a kickback or you can go to patreon.com slash featured anime podcast a dollar a month will get you access to bonus content and Until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick, and we'll see you next time. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.